Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Hey, what's going on, everybody? We are so glad that you're with us once again. Come on, for Calvary Church online on a Sunday. Come on, can we welcome everybody that's watching? We're glad that you're tuned in. We're glad that you're connected. Uh, My name is Alex. Uh, Me and my wife are the pastors of Calvary Church, along with an incredible staff and team of pastors. We love you so much. Uh, We miss each and every single one of you. We are praying for you. Every single week, we're praying for you, and we're believing that God is for you. God is with you. God is on your side. I'm glad that you connected with us today. I'm pumped. Come on. It's the month of August that's starting, and uh, we're super, super excited. I got some of the the behind-the-scenes team here with me today that are going to help me, and so we're really pumped. I'm praying that you stay safe, and I'm praying that you're connecting to God, more importantly, and that you would know who He is and that He is for you and on your side. August is going to be exciting. Come on. I'm really pumped because I'm sure you already heard by now. Tomorrow we're starting 21 days of prayer and fasting. Come on. It's going to be exciting. Come on. I'm believing for a big, big month. I'm believing for a month where things are going to shift in our life and we're going to get closer to God. And see, a lot of times we want to be close to church. That's great. We want to be in a building. But more importantly, I want you to get closer to God, to know him, right? It's not about just four walls. It's not just about a building, but it's about knowing the God of that building and saying, wait, I want to have a relationship with God. That's our prayer. That's our heart as a church, that we would all know God. And so the month of August, we're doing 21 days of prayer and fasting, that we would be uh, refreshed, that we would be recalibrated, reconnected, reset how we started the year off. 21 days that you would really tune in to what God has to say for your life. Along with that, we're starting this brand new series today. Turn off the noise. Come on, tell somebody next to you, turn off the noise. Turn off the noise. Put that in the chat. Come on, type that up. Turn off the noise. Along with fasting, we're going to talk about how to hear God's voice. And so I think August is going to be amazing. Obviously, we're going to be online. If anything changes down the line, we'll let you know. But most importantly, we want everybody to be safe. But how can we connect to God in the month of August. We're going to be praying and fasting, talking about how to hear the voice of God, and I think it's going to be a really, really cool month. I want you uh, to turn with me to the book of John. Go to John, John chapter 10. Turn with me. I want everybody to grab your Bibles. Come on, if you're in your living room, in your bedroom, in your office, wherever you are, come on, grab your Bibles. I know some of us got on our iPhones and all that, but come on, how how many know there's nothing like a real Bible? Come on, grab a Bible at home. If you're sitting on your couch, grab a Bible at home, highlight it, make some marks. Come on, even though we're in quarantine and not in a physical building where we're all together, even at home, grab a Bible. It's important to have God's word with you, one that you can read, and that's what we're going to be talking about. The next four weeks, I don't want you to miss it. The next four weeks are going to be extremely, extremely important. We're going to be four weeks talking about how to hear the voice of God. Four weeks that you can't miss. Today, we're going to talk about how to make space and create some silence right, so that we can hear from God. We too, we're going to be talking about prayer. What is prayer? What does it mean? A lot of us, we pray when we're in a building together or when somebody else prays, but what is prayer? We'll talk about that next week. Week number three, I'm really excited. We're going to be talking about how God speaks to us through his word. How does God speak to us through the main way is the word of God. Week number four, we're going to talk about how the spirit leads us, how the spirit can prompt us and give us 
some kind of sign sometimes as to where he wants us to go. He speaks to our spirit. The Holy Spirit is week number four. Four weeks that you can't miss. Come on, tell somebody that you're with. You can't miss a week of this. Come on, you can't miss a week. Four weeks, turn off the noise, how to hear the voice of God. Come on, let us know where you're watching from, by the way. We love that you're in the chats with us, and there's people watching from all over the city and all over the world. Let us know. We got pastors and leaders right now that would love to chat with you and connect with you. I love it. It is awesome. Okay, John chapter 10. Everybody ready? Come on, we're going to get into this today. John chapter 10, uh, we're going to begin to read in verse 1. And Jesus is speaking, and look what Jesus says. John chapter 10, verse 1. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. Now, verse 3. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. Somebody say voice. voice. He calls his own sheep by name, and they listen to his voice. Voice. He calls him out by his name and he leads him out. When he has brought all out of his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Verse 6 Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Come on. Can we praise God? Come on. For John chapter 10. Those first 10 verses are absolutely amazing. Today, as we start this week one of this brand new series, I want to start with this message that I have on my heart. And today I want all of us to lean in together and hopefully grow together. Today I want to talk to you from this subject, access granted. Access granted. Tell the person next to you, access granted. Come on, maybe if you're with your mom, your dad, a cousin, a brother, tell them access granted. Let's pray and then we'll ask God to help us today. Father, we thank you so much. Thank you for each and every person across the city, different homes around the world that are uh, tuned in today, watching. Thank you for Calvary Church Online. Thank you for every leader, every pastor that right now chatting. And we're all connecting together, doing church. God, we pray that over the next four weeks, you would speak to us. Reveal yourself to us. Let us know you better as we're making uh, a complete uh, attempt to just seek you and seek you alone. As we start 21 days of prayer and fasting tomorrow, God, that you would help us to know you better. So God, we love you. Thank you for loving people like us. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, all of God's people say? Amen. Oh, come on. All of God's people say? Amen. Come on. Can you give God a big, big praise right there where you're at? Come on. I love it. Hey, in, in the year 2012, a young man named Austin Chapman uh, began to share his story. He was born profoundly deaf in both ears. And um, he had received a pair of hearing aids that were not, weren't, they were not good. He said they were terrible. He couldn't listen well with them. Um, he would look at people and he wouldn't understand how people were moved by music because his hearing aids were really bad. He didn't understand how people even enjoyed music. He says, how is it that some people cry? How is it that some people are moved to tears? His old hearing aids were terrible. They did not let him 
enjoy what other people were enjoying. He would see people dancing and, and he wouldn't understand. Finally, 2012, Austin, he received a brand new state-of-the-art uh, pair of hearing aids. He put them on and he said that all of a sudden he could hear perfectly. He said it's like his world became HD. He, could, he can see completely the world in a brand new way, all because his hearing got better. He said he could hear each and every single little detail of what was going on around him. In fact, the first song that they played for him was Lacrimosa by Mozart. And he said that as he heard it, he began to cry. And tears came down his face because he could finally hear completely what other people were hearing. He enjoyed it. In a recent interview, he says that now he enjoys it and he can hear so much more and so much better. But he says that sometimes certain conversations, noises around him are so much that he actually gets annoyed. He actually gets annoyed of all the noises around him. And he said this recently. He said, silence is still my favorite sound. When I turn off my aids, my thoughts become more clear and I'm absolutely in a peaceful place. How crazy. He says, when I turn them off, I'm actually in a peaceful place. The young man who was born deaf who can now hear, gets annoyed at noise, and he enjoys silence. Because in the silence, his thoughts become clearer. Have you ever had too much noise around you? Yeah. Have you ever had so much noise that it's actually been distracting? Yeah. Come on, I've been there where it's just like, what is going on? I can't hear what people are trying to tell me. Somebody next to me is trying to talk to me, but there is so much noise, I can't hear right. clearly. Can I tell you, our world is full of noise today. Yeah. Whether it's a news channel or, or social media or TV, our world is full of all different type of noise. People telling us how to, how to live, what to have, what should we have, what should we own. Our world is full of noise. Yeah. And we have competing voices in our life. I'm telling you the truth today. We are actually surrounded by noises and voices all the time. We're surrounded by noises and voices all the time. I have a question to ask you today. What's the loudest voice in your life? What is the loudest voice in your life? You have competing voices. Is it the voice of social media telling you you're not good enough? Is it the voice of social media as you log into Instagram and, and Instagram reminds you that you don't have the latest car? You're not on a family vacation like your neighbors, right? What is the loudest voice in your life? Is it Twitter and Twitter's trying to tell you exactly what to post and what, what your opinion should be of the world? Is it TV when you turn it on trying to tell you how you should behave, how you should behave what you should own? What's the loudest voice in your life? Maybe it's the voice right inside your mind that's telling you you're, you're not good enough. You're always going to be full of shame and guilt because of past things in your life. There are competing voices all around us. Maybe you have a voice on the inside that says you'll never be God's child. You'll never be able to be used by God because of what you did in your past, because of what you did last week, because of what you did last night. Come on, we got competing voices in our life. What's the loudest voice in your life? Some of these voices come to make us feel fearful and anxious. Maybe today you're watching this and you're full of anxiety because of the voices that you've allowed in your life. They've been negative voices, toxic voices, ungodly voices. And so today you have fear and anxiety and stress. Maybe today you can't sleep because some of those voices, they chase you into the darkness. And when night falls, those voices become louder. 
And they tell you that your life will never turn around. They tell you that you are your mistakes. I'm here to tell you there's a voice that's above every other voice. That if we can tune into it. Come on, it's the voice of heaven. It's the voice of a good father saying that he loves you. Saying that he's for you. Come on, there's a better voice for you and I. Can I get an amen? Amen. What is one of those voices that you're listening to? In fact, I'll tell you this. If you don't silence those competing voices, they'll eventually deafen you from hearing the most loving voice. Wow. And you won't be able to hear the one loving voice from heaven that's trying to speak to you today. I think there's a big issue, there's a big problem in our world today, and that's that we have an excess of noise and a lack of God's voice. We have so many noises around us, so many voices around us, but the one that we are missing is the voice of our Father from heaven. Can I tell you, his voice is a loving voice. Yeah. His voice is a healing voice. Come on, somebody. His voice will come and tell you you are loved. You are somebody. He'll come and tell you that you're not your mistakes. He'll come and tell you that there is a hope and a future for you. He will come and tell you that you're forgiven. You're a child of God. Come on, he'll come and tell you that there's a better tomorrow, whether it's here or on the other side of eternity. Come on, we have a voice that heals, and it's the voice of our Father. Amen. But what voice are we listening to today? God he, he is a speaker. God is, is a God who wants to talk. In fact, A.W. Tozer said, it is in the nature of God to speak. God has spoken since the beginning of time. He has spoken throughout history. He's speaking today and he will continue to speak into eternity. We have a God who wants to speak. He speaks in different forms, but he speaks. And he wants to speak over your life. And God wants to speak healing, love, forgiveness, grace. He wants to come and assure you of who you are. God wants to come and speak to you. In fact, if there's a thought for all of us today, it's this. God doesn't have a speaking problem, but we have a hearing problem. God does not have a speaking problem, but we do have a hearing problem. Can Can you hear the voice of God today. John chapter 10. I love John chapter 10. In John chapter 10, Jesus is giving a picture of who he is and who we are. In John chapter 10, Jesus is speaking about us as sheep and him as the good shepherd. Jesus says, we are sheep. Pastor Robert Morris, he says this, hearing God's voice is not primarily about something we do. Hearing God's voice is rather about someone we are. We're sheep. And as sheep, we listen to the shepherd. Who is Jesus? He, he's our good shepherd. We were sheep. And the sheep, they follow the shepherd. How does the good shepherd guide us? Well, by his voice. We're dependent on his voice for guidance. If you want to know where to go, God, what do I do during this pandemic? God, what do I do there with all these decisions that I need to make in my life with jobs and family and relationships? Well, the good shepherd will lead you because we're sheep. And so you need to know your identity. I'm a sheep. And he's the good, great shepherd that leads me and guides me. Last year, about 40 of us from our church went to Israel. We did a church trip. About 40, 40 something people went on this trip. And we went to Israel. And it was absolutely amazing. We had the best time in the world. In fact, it was during this trip that I finally fell in love with hummus. I finally gave into hummus. And I loved it. Now I can't stop eating pita chips and hummus every single day. And we went to Israel. We had a blast. And one of those days on, these, on this trip... We, we stopped in this place called the Valley of Elah, right? The, the bus driver pulled over and, 
And he gets out and he says, this is the Valley of Elah. Now, the Valley of Elah is really well known because this is the place where David defeated Goliath. Like, this is where it happened. It's this huge valley, beautiful valley. And so we all get off and we're all there talking and we were reading from scripture, the story of David and Goliath, where it actually happened. Then we prayed together. Then we picked up a bunch of rocks and threw it like David would have done with Goliath. And it was an awesome time. As we get ready to turn around and head back to the bus, all of a sudden we look at a distance, we hear some noise, and it's this shepherd with about 200 to 300 sheep coming down the valley. I mean, it was just a beautiful, beautiful sight to see. And so we said, wait, let's, let's not get on the bus yet. Look at all these sheep headed our way and all these sheep were coming out i mean a massive amount of sheep now the shepherd he he didn't say anything to us but with a few words sounds and gestures he was able to maneuver this huge herd of sheep it was actually incredible and amazing the way he was able to guide them he would just say a certain word or he would do a certain sound and they knew exactly where to go as they started turning around the valley and going up the mountain. I mean, it was absolutely beautiful. And it gave us a picture of how Jesus, the good shepherd, is with you and I. If you want to know where to go, listen to the voice of the shepherd. Today, if you're full of anxiety, today, if you're full of doubt, today, if you're saying, I don't have clarity on what to do with my life, today, I don't know what to do with this relationship I'm in, today, I'm trying to figure life out. Listen to the voice of the good shepherd. He'll speak clearly. He'll guide you. He might just say a word. He'll point you to scripture. The spirit might prompt something inside of you. But can you turn off the noise to clearly hear the voice of the good shepherd? There's a voice that wants to come from heaven to guide you and to lead you. This is the relationship that God wants to have with us. The sheep, they, they knew the voice of the shepherd. We saw it in front of our eyes. The sheep, they, they knew, the, they recognized the voice. In fact, I heard a story that Shepherds, they hang out together sometimes and all these sheep from both shepherds, they, they come and they all mix in together. But when the shepherds finally leave, they know which one goes with which because of sounds, words, and gestures. Same way that we are with God. Oh, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And when we hear our father speak, we know which direction to go. Oh, everybody might be going one direction, but I'm following the voice of my father. This is the relationship that God wants to have with you and I. Do, do you have the voice of God? In your life? Do we have this type of relationship with God? Today I'm asking our church, can we hear his voice? Come on, Calvary. We just don't want to be people who are all about the rah-rah and get inside a building and we can worship. But Monday through Saturday, do we follow the voice of the Father? Wow. Can we hear the voice of the Father? Not the voice of a pastor, not the voice of a connect group leader. Not, that's all great. That's all necessary in our life as well. I'm asking all of us personally, can we hear the voice of the shepherd? Do you have a personal relationship with God? Can you hear him? Come on, let's be a church. Let's be people that we grow together. We hear God together. Come on, we're guided by his Holy Spirit. We're guided by his voice. When you got a decision to make, he will guide you and lead you and speak to you. He wants to have a friendship with you. He wants to have a father-son, father-daughter relationship with you where he leads you and guides you. Can I tell you today, God is not off at a distance, but he's close. God is big, but he's also personal. Amen. And today, he, he's not going to compete with other voices in your life. We have to do things on our end to get in the right place to hear from our Father. God's not screaming, trying to beat the other competition in your life. 
Are you making space? Are you turning off the noise so that you can hear the voice of God? How do we hear the voice of God? In fact, to hear God in our hearts, we must learn to mute the noise in our minds. Right. I want to hear God speak to me. Learning how to hear the voice of God is the solution to a thousand problems. Today, is God's voice the loudest in your life? That's the question. If the answer is no, then that's the problem. I want to give you three quick things that I think can help us as we start this series. Come on. As we start this month of August, as all of us together, every connect group, every single person on Dream Team, every person that calls Calvary Home, as we're making this month a month where we are going to say, hey, we are dedicated to hearing God. I'm going to give you three quick things that I think can help us all to hear God more clearly. I want you to take notes right there wherever you're at. Number one, what's the first thing that we need to do to turn off the noise and to create some space to hear the voice of God? Well, the first thing is that we need to be in the right position. Somebody say position. In fact, I'll say this. Clear reception is based on best position. That's good. Clear reception is based on best position. What, what's your position? Are you positioning yourself in a place where you can hear clearly from God? As we started this quarantine, obviously, we, all of our meetings transition to Zoom. Anybody tired of Zoom meetings? Come on, right? We've all been on Zoom every single day. We've had staff meetings, pastors meetings, campus, dream team meetings, all kind of meetings. Everything's transitioned to Zoom, right? Even our family meetings. We've, we've done family meetings on Zoom. We've all been on Zoom. And uh, everybody's been going live on Instagram. Me and Diana have done it a few times. And, on a fair, one of the first days that I went live on Instagram, uh, people started texting me. They said, hey, you, you're frozen. We can't hear you. Like, we, you just, you stopped. What happened? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I'm alive. I'm here. I'm talking. I'm seeing all these texts coming in. The problem was I was downstairs in a place in my house where I had bad reception. My Wi-Fi does not get there. I was in a bad position. And so I had to reposition myself to a place where the Wi-Fi was strong so that my live wouldn't freeze. Some of us in our personal lives, we are frozen and we can't hear from God. The reception is bad because we're in a bad position. We're surrounded by negativity. We're not in scripture. We're not hearing the voice of God. We're not worshiping. We're not intentional. We're creating space. Come on, reposition yourself to get in a place to hear from heaven. Can I get an amen? I'm moving myself to a good position. I might have been stuck for a season. The first part of this quarantine might have been difficult, but I'm repositioning myself. Come on, somebody say, I'm repositioning myself. Come on, I'm getting away to a place where I can hear from heaven. Jesus did this in scripture. Come on, we got an example in Jesus. If Jesus had to reposition himself, you know we have to reposition ourselves. I'll give you just a couple of scriptures where we see Jesus did this. In, in Luke chapter 5, verse 16 says, but he withdrew to the wilderness and there he prayed. He, he repositioned himself so that he could be in a position to hear clear from the Father. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. And in the morning, a great while before the day, he rose and he went out to a lonely place, and there he prayed. Again, he, he put himself in a position where he could hear from the Father. Mark, Matthew chapter 14, verse 23. He went up into the hills by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. Jesus always got in a place where he says, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to separate myself a little bit from, from the crowds, from the noise, so that I can hear from heaven. We can't say we want to hear from heaven if we never get in God's word. We can't say we want to hear God's voice if we're always on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I'm all for that. I love social media. But you can't hear God's voice if you're more interested in what your neighbor is eating. 
You can't hear clearly from heaven if you're more interested in what celebrity is endorsing what product on social media. You can't hear clearly from heaven if you're letting different people tell you how to think and what to do. I'm all for that. I love so I'm on social media. But we need to position ourselves if we want to hear clearly from God. What are you pursuing? Are you more in conversations with family and friends and conversation with the God who made you? Is there times where you get along with God and you, you put your phone on airplane mode or is your spirit on airplane mode? Wow. Like, I don't got time right now. And the Father in heaven wants to speak to us. He wants to show us in scripture where to go, what to do. This is the, the book of life. But we don't make time. We don't get ourselves in a position. Look what the Bible says in James chapter 4, verse 8. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Draw near. Don't be moved by the voices. Can I tell you, there's a lot of voices in our world right now. There's a lot of voices that can bring you fear and anxiety. There's a lot of voices telling you what to think, where to go, how you should stand, what your morals should be. Come on, it's time for the church of God to have a clear voice from heaven. It's time for the church of God to know I know the voice of my shepherd. I know the voice of my father. I know where I'm going. I know where I stand. I know the voice from heaven. Can I get an amen? Come on. Come on, let's be a church that we hear the voice of God. Not from a person, but from God. And I want us to be that church. Again, clear reception is based on best position. Our position shows our pursuit. How's your position? Where are you? Deliberately take some time out this week to spend some time with the Father. Well, deliberately. Like it's not, it's, it has to be intentional. Come on. Let's be intentional this week, church, as we start this fast. I'm going to wake up an hour earlier on Tuesday. I'm going to go out for a walk, and I'm just going to talk to God. I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to get home from work on Wednesday and, and I'm going to be glued into our prayer nights. I'm, I'm going to make some time on Thursday, maybe during lunch. I won't have lunch and I'll just go somewhere around my job and, and pray and talk to God for about half an hour. Come on, let's be intentional. You need to be deliberate about it. Let's disconnect so that we can connect with God. Yeah. Number one, position. Number two is posture. Somebody say posture. posture. I'll put it this way. Listening is more important than talking. Listening is more Understanding this will make it from a monologue, us talking to God, and it will turn it into a dialogue. God not also speaking with us, right? This is the relationship that we need to have. We've got, a lot of us are having monologues. We're talking to God a whole lot. We're having a conversation, but God can't get a word in your life. How's your posture? Is it a posture that you just want to be defensive? Right, where you go to God, you're like, God, I love you. Uh, can I just tell you why I got mad the other day? God, you don't know what this person did to me. Can I just tell you? I know, I know I probably upset you and I grieved the Holy Spirit. But let me tell you, he cut me off on the highway. Once I caught up to him at the red light, I had to wave at him with one finger because God, you know what I'm talking Like, And you're in this, all you're doing is asking, 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 speaking, speaking, speaking. Like if God is a genie, he's not a genie. Come on, he's a father who wants to have a relationship with you. When's the last time you had a posture that you're just like, I'm just going to listen. I'm not just here to speak. I'm not just here to defend myself. I'm not just here to bring all these requests. I'm here as a child saying, I'm also here to listen. Right. How's your posture before God? The Bible, there's a story in 1 Samuel about the prophet Samuel when he was first being raised in the temple. He was in the temple. He was raised in the temple. Your position, again, will help you with your reception. He was in the temple. That's where he was raised as a child. And God started speaking to him. And finally, 
he said this seven word prayer that I think can change all of our lives. Seven words that can change our life. These are the seven words. And he said this, speak Lord for your servant is listening. Come on, can somebody say that today? Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Come on, let that be the, the prayer of our hearts for the next 21 days. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. I'm not here to talk. I know I got all these prayer lists. I know I got a book of prayer lists. I know I got all these requests. I know I need a job. I know I need a raise. I know we need some healing. I know we need a bunch of stuff. But you're a good father. You already know that. Now I'm just coming with a posture of listening. Yeah. Yes. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Sometimes we need to be quiet before God. Why can't I hear God? Because you're too interested in hearing yourself. Wow. Sometimes we need to just quiet down and say, God, speak to me. Speak to me. What are some areas in my life that I need to work on? Challenge me, Holy Spirit. Show me those areas in my life. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Show me those areas. Speak to me, God. Hearing from God is crucial for a life for three reasons. Because hearing from God proves, number one, that you're a child of God. Number two, it protects you from making mistakes. And number three, it helps you have a productive life. We need to hear from God. Listen from God. He, he'll show you. Get in scripture. We'll talk about that during the series. How can I hear from God? Get in scripture. Get a Bible in your life. I know it's on your iPhone. That's great. But while you're reading, those notifications come up. So-and-so liked your picture. So-and-so text you. Get in the... Get in the Come on, get in the word of God. It proves you're a child of God. It protects you from making mistakes. And it helps you have a productive life. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. I love how the message paraphrases it. It says this. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Come on, how good is that? He'll keep you on track. But we need to listen, the Bible says. If you aren't willing to listen to everything God has to say, eventually you won't listen to anything he has to say. Sometimes God will come to check things in our life and he'll show you areas, relationships, people, things that need to change in your life. But if you're not willing to accept everything God has to say, eventually you won't hear anything he has to say. Receive what God wants to say to you and I today. It's good when the Father speaks, comes correcting, challenging us. Listening doesn't happen by default. It happens by design. A story came out this week. I was just reading it in the newspaper a couple days ago. They said that because of quarantine during the pandemic, because everybody mostly has stayed indoors, uh, scientists have said that um, there's been a drop in human-caused vibrations felt in the earth. And they have dropped by about 50%. Human noises and human vibrations on the earth have dropped by about 50%. It's the quietest mankind has been since they've started recording this. Crazy. Because of this, they have now been able to listen to the earth vibrations. And it has helped by actually even predicting earthquakes beforehand. A little bit sooner than what they would a couple years ago. Because everybody's been quiet, they've been able to hear the ground better. Come on, somebody. Can I tell you, if you can just quiet down a little bit, there's a sound from heaven that if you just lean in a little bit, if your posture changes a little bit, you'll be able to hear your vo the voice of the Father from heaven saying, I love you, I'm for you, I've got you, you're going to make it through. Come on, listen to the voice of heaven. Come on, somebody. Come on, he's for you, he's with you. 
And maybe some other noises need to come down so that you can put your ear to the ground, so that you can put your ear to heaven and say, what is my father saying during this time? Number one position, number two, posture. And we'll finish with this. Number three, you want to turn off the noise. You want to hear the voice of God. How do we begin? Number three, by making it a priority. Somebody say priority. priority. Relationship brings recognition. Every day, make time for God. If it's a priority, every day, you need to make time for God. You can't hear from God if it's not a priority in your life. You can't expect just to show up on church on Sunday and say, yeah, me, me and God are tight. We're good. We're boys. That's me and God. We're good. We're tight. I check in with him every Sunday. Yeah, I check in with him every Sunday. I open up my, my Bible on my iPhone. I check it out. Great. We're good. It's my homie. It's the big man upstairs. I'm the little man downstairs. We're good. Like that's not, that doesn't show that your relationship is a priority. When I first started dating Diana, she knew I loved her and I knew she loved me because we made each other a priority. She wouldn't stop calling me. <laughs> right? We, we were always calling each other. Right? Like I, I wanted to be with her on the phone all the time. I loved her. You know how it is. Some of you started dating some, some people and, and you're like, no, you hang up. No, no, you hang up. No, you hang up. All right, let's go, to, let's go to sleep on the phone together. Right? Because, because this person is a priority. You were snoring. No, I wasn't. <laughs> Right? Because this person is a priority in your life. You don't want to hang up. You want to be with them all the time. God can't be a priority in your life if you're constantly hanging up and not picking up the phone. Come on, somebody. Relationship. If you want this relationship to happen, relationship will bring recognition. Oh, I know that voice because I hear it all the time. Diana, Diana can't fool me on the phone. She can't say, yeah, this is um, this is um, uh, the person from State Farm calling. It's like, no, that, that's Diana's voice. It's not Jake from State Farm. I know your voice. <laughs> I know your voice. Because we have a relationship. Because time and relationship now brings recognition. I, I know that voice. That's my wife's voice. Do we have that kind of relationship with God? Or is it, that's the Holy Spirit telling me not to do that. That's the Holy Spirit telling me I should go this direction. But that happens to relationship. Psalm chapter 46 verse 10 says, Be still. And know that I am God. Do you have that relationship with God? Or is there distance between you and God? We only check in once a week for about 30 minutes. Distance brings distortion. Let's get close to the Father. Be still and know that I'm God. Be still. Be still. He's God. And he speaks and he wants to speak to me. He wants to speak to you. He wants to have a relationship with you. You know the difference between all of us who are believers in God and who follow Jesus? Is that we actually have a voice that can guide us with decisions in life. He comes to speak and he comes to have a personal relationship with us. When we become Christians, believers in Jesus, we have a personal relationship with God. He's no longer this God off at a distance. He's now our father. In 1963, I'll finish with this story. In 1963, some pictures were published of President John F. Kennedy in the Oval Office. And maybe you've seen one of these pictures. One of the pictures was him sitting in the Oval Office and right below his desk was his son, Junior, coming out of the desk all the way at the bottom just as a toddler. And Pastor Robert Morris says it so beautifully. He says, this picture, it's beautiful and so many people fell in love with it, but it also shows us 
our relationship that we can have with God our Father. So many people say, well, th- God, he's, he's huge. He's big. He's running the universe. He has no time for me. He's trying to find out what to do with the pandemic. He's busy. God, he's... Can I tell you, you're also his son and his daughter. And you have access to him anytime, anywhere. Here was the most important man at that time. President John F. Kennedy in the Oval Office, taking care of phone calls, talking to people all over the world. But his son, he knew that's my dad. And I can walk right into the office and I can talk to him anytime. I can just tug on his shoulders and he'll pay attention to me because I'm his son. Today, I want to remind you, access has been granted by the blood of Jesus. Come on, you can have a relationship with the God who loves you. He wants to speak to you and he wants you to speak to him. Come on, as we start the month of August, let's turn off the noise. Let's hear the voice from heaven. Today, access has been granted. Have you been taking advantage of what Jesus did for you and I? He became the bridge so that we can talk to the Father and the Father could speak to us. Now we have the Holy Spirit inside of us who seals us, who guides us, and who leads us. Yes, God is big. Yes, he runs the universe, but he's also my Father. And he also leads me, he loves me, he's a good shepherd, and he'll lead me beside still waters. In the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of a loss, in the middle of heartbreak, in the middle of dark times and hard times, he will lead me beside still waters because he's the good shepherd for my soul. Yeah, Somebody tell you, you need to know that he wants to lead you. Recognize his voice. That only comes through relationships. If you don't have a relationship with God today, I want to invite you to start a relationship with God. In fact, if you can, if, if you're willing and if you're able, I want you to close your eyes wherever you're at, in your living room, in your bedroom, wherever you're at, close your eyes. And I just want you to listen. Today, if you don't have a relationship with God, He loves you so, so much. He's in love with you. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been. The Bible says all of us are sinners. I know you've done bad. So have I. We've all sinned, the Bible says, and fallen short of God's standard. But the Bible says that also that God is love. He loves us so much. In fact, he loves us so much that he sent his son, Jesus. Jesus came down and the Bible says he grabbed my sin and your sin. And he went up on a cross and he paid the price for sin. Sin has a heavy price. The Bible says that the wages of sin are death. We should have died for our sin a long time ago. But Jesus says, hey, I'll pay that price for you. Jesus, God of the flesh, came down. He grabbed my sin, your sin. He went up on a cross and he died for humanity. For all you've done, you're doing, and all you will do. Jesus died for that. He died. He went into a grave. He was in a grave for three days. But after three days, Jesus Christ, he resurrected. Jesus is alive. I believe that with all my heart. And the Bible says whoever believes in him will have eternal life and will never die. And you'll be forgiven of your sins and you'll start this relationship with the God who loves you. Alice, what do I got to do to be saved? I want a relationship with God. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 10, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. Today, wherever you're at, if you're hearing this and you say, I want a relationship with God, I need to start brand new. I need a brand new beginning. I need a brand new start. I want you to make this prayer with me. I'm going to count to three. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand right there wherever you're at in the chat. I want you to say, that's me. I'm making this decision right now. If that's you, if you're saying, Alex, I need a brand new start. I'm tired of the way my life is going. I need forgiveness for my sins, things that people don't even know about. I want a relationship with God. I need Jesus in my life. If that's you at the count of three, let us know. One, two, three. Let us know right there. Say, that's me. That's me. Raise your hand right there. Talk to God right there where you're at. He's with you. He loves you. In fact, I want you to repeat this prayer with me from the bottom of your heart. All of us. We're going to say it out loud as a family with you together. 
I'm going to help you talk to God, but remember, you can talk to God any place, anywhere. Repeat after me. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. From today on, I will follow you all the days of my life. I am saved, I'm forgiven, and I'm healed. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Come on. Amazing. Those of you who made that decision today, we want to celebrate you. In fact, if you made that decision right there in your house, if you said, God, I'm in. I need a relationship with you. If you let us know in the chat, however, I want you to do something. I want you to send a text. Send the word decided to 33222. Send the word decided to us. We're going to send you a free Bible. Remember, the Bible is mainly how God speaks to us. And so we want to put one for free in your hands, one that you're going to be able to understand. It's an awesome Bible. No strings attached. We just want to make sure we get one to you. Let us know. We love you. We're for you. And we're glad you made that decision today. Hey, let's have an awesome week. Come on, let's, let's, let's have this week where we turn off the noise, where we get in a good position, we have the proper posture, and we make it a priority to connect with our Father. Come on, I'm excited for the month of August. Tomorrow we start 21 days of prayer and fasting. Join in with us. Maybe you're saying, I'm only going to have one meal during these 21 days of prayer. I'm going, I'm becoming a vegetarian, only fruits and veg. Like, there's different types of fast. Do a fast. Let's do this together. I believe that as we lean into heaven, God's going to lean into our lives. He's going to speak to us. God is in this. Let me pray for you, and then we'll have an amazing, amazing rest of our day and week. Father, I thank you for each and every person. Come on, lift your hands if you can, all over. I'm going to invite all of us in the studio to lift up our hands. Come on, let's ask God to speak to us. Father, we, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you that you're the great good shepherd that loves us. We thank you that we can recognize your voice, hear your voice. Father, I pray for every person in the studio. I thank you for people in their homes, living rooms, bedrooms, offices, cars, wherever they're at listening to this. Holy Spirit, that we may lean into you, that we may have the right position so that we can have clear reception, that we may have the proper posture so that we can listen and then that we can make it a priority because relationship brings recognition. God, we pray that we would hear from heaven, that we would realize you're a good father who loves his children. And we just don't have access to come and speak, but we also have access to listen to what you want to say. Access has been granted. We can speak to the father. We can hear from the father. And so today I pray that all of us this week, we would have a renewed sense of the relationship that has been available to us. God, we give you these next 21 days. Speak to us, God, because your servants are listening. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen and amen. Hey, guys, we love you. Come on, let's do this starting tomorrow. It's going to be amazing. We'll be in touch with you. Wednesday night, we have a prayer service. It's going to be awesome. Take care. Have the best week ever. We love you. Take care. Take care. Take care. Take care. Take care.